mics are hot. Mics are hot. Tut, 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 tut. It's been a minute. We are. <clears throat> I'm just gonna clear my throat. Gonna hydrate here a little bit. There you go. Get a little, get a little Dr. P in there. A little. Yep. A little, a little bit of medicine. Got some Aquafina. <laughs> Aquafina. None of that Dasani. No, yeah. None no. of that Dasani. We got to get our pH values. <laughs> yes. On point. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, if you are just joining us, welcome to Buckets and Beyond. We are your local, uh, your friendly neighborhood Mavs podcast. Uh, I am your uh, interim host. Uh, I don't want to say guest host because Jay, you and I are always on the show. We're generally always on the show. Yeah. Filling yeah. in for, we are without our fearless leader, Ben, uh, this wonderful Sunday morning. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, we're back at it. We finally have a little bit, uh, some nuggets of Mavericks news. Um, I'm still going to say we're in the, we're in the peak of, uh, off-season doldrums like it's getting really boring people are getting uh, people are throwing out really bad takes just for to sure. like feel just to feel something uh right now they're they're so hard up for basketball that like everyone is losing their minds over anthony davis's wedding um we're like we're we're hurting real bad watching drake videos <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> why <laughs> trying to trying to rhyme words with anti antetokounmpo just uh <laughs> just to feel something again. Um, but the Mavericks have indeed made a move this week. Uh, we uh, just signed Frank Nilakina, former New York Nick, um, to a two-year deal. Uh, the second year has a team option for renewal. Um uh, I don't have the numbers on it, but I think it's I think it's like a 1.2 million, or it's a um, it's a pretty it's a pretty bite sized contract as contracts go. Jay, um, first kind of initial reactions to I hesitate to call it a move. It is it is news. I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a like a move in the way that. Um, us getting finally making the move for Goran Dragic would be, but yeah, uh, how 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 are you feeling? Yeah, this is like like ten percent of that of that move, you know, like like it's not it's like a fraction of a move. Like I'm sure this isn't the most casual is like I'm sure this is not even on their radar, you know. Even though Frank Nitalikina like eighth pick, you know, like we you know we were hyped to we thought we were going to get frank nitalikina you know a few years ago when he was drafted in uh when was that 2017 mm -hmm. but but yeah i mean it's a it's a move it's a move you know he's known for his defense you know for his defensive presence so i guess you could um maybe give the Mavs points for 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 getting a, a long guard who's who's i guess more defensive minded he's got that defensive skill you know you can see them um sort of keeping up with their game plan so i guess you know we, we could give them points for that you know um we got the <laughs> we were talking in our group chat we got the textbook like you know like reborn you know we, we got the we got the textbook I'm, I'm ready to take over the city post from frank like you know fans he's got fans the, he's okay got the right mindset you know coming in right things. he's yeah <laughs> He's a locker room guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's got all the all the Maverick essentials <laughs> going for him. So it's a cool move. I don't see I honestly don't see him maybe even seeing the court this season, bro. Like, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. If you if you look at his numbers, bro, his production went down by almost half last season. And his usage went down by a lot. He's not he's not starting in games like he was year three, year two. Like he's he's not really he he's has a smaller piece of the franchise now his stock has gone down and um and you know i'm not gonna call him a bust but like you know you just gotta wonder what that means when the knicks who who we're just kind of grabbing their leftovers now like that's another conversation we need to have like why do we have five six knicks players on our roster anyway um 
like it, you just look at how his production has gone down and stuff and uh and and you know you just wonder like what like what his role would be on on our team like 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 how, is it how much depth are we really adding with with frank you know the, that, that's where i'm at with the pick you know yeah yeah for sure it's it's hard to get excited about a guy that averaged 2.7 points per game last year uh playing like 10 minutes a game um and and i and we we have a long track record of you know we signed delon wright as like a secondary guard that can defend and shoot the three he, he was you know oh he's gonna be our three and d like off the ball you know secondary creator and then we got josh richardson and he was gonna be our three and d off the ball like you know second creator on the offense and then we got we signed reggie bullock who is more of that three and d mold i don't know how much reggie's gonna create for himself but it's definitely like the three and d signing of like oh man here here comes the final evolution and then we signed frank and he and yeah there's the defense but there's no offensive skill set to really speak of i think i mean even in year one when he was getting opportunities he was scoring like six points a game um and i get needing pieces that are going to be locked down defenders i just i i just cannot i just cannot let myself get excited about frank um it yeah it's it I think it's it's malpractice from a lot of Mavs fans and a lot of to get really like amped up over this when he's yeah. when he's probably the 15th or 16th guy on the roster on the depth chart. Um, I do. I will give some credence to um, this is this is like a no risk high reward type pick or type type move, type signing because maybe maybe he pans out and he becomes like a great bench player like and develops you know a little he's bit only of 23 he's only 23 there's yeah some, so hope. so there's still a little bit of hope but you know dennis we picked dennis smith jr one pick after frank in 2017 dennis smith jr might be out of the league this year frank might be out of the league next year so it's hard for me to, I, it's, again, it's low risk. There's no, there's no real risk here. Um, you know, we can add another player with a really long name to the roster. Um, but uh, stick him right next to Marjanovic and Porzingis. Um, <laughs> and yeah, check, check another, check another country's flag on our team. Like, great. We're, we're a really international team. Um but none of those things have an impact on the court. Uh, being an international player doesn't mean you're going to automatically get buckets. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so it's another it's another kind of disappointing signing. And it's and I'll say this it's this kind of hopefully last point on Frank. I hate to dog on the guy, um, and this isn't this really isn't dogging on him. Yeah, I mean, like obviously this, we're rooting for Frank. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, his success is the Mavericks' success, but this feels like this feels like uh, the same type of Mavericks move as past years. Which part of the reason I think we were excited for Nico to become GM was that we weren't going to have Donnie Nelson type moves um on the roster and it's still and this feels like business as usual um you know lo- very very low risk um but also like probably very little return on investment as well like extremely low risk risk yeah. averse almost um uh, so yeah i don't know any anything else you have to say about frank um nah man you know hopefully hopefully he um you know training camp starting starting up like hopefully he's ready for training camp like it, it would be great to hear you know oh you know frank looks great in training camp like you know that'd be great so you know we'll see I, i'll you know 
we we got to pay attention to training camp and you know yeah. hopefully hopefully things work well, out and he develops well and everything like yeah we'll we'll touch on we'll we'll touch on frank a little bit more later in the show but going from low risk moves and and frank let's move to a little bit higher risk um the houston rockets recently uh pretty much came right out and said john wall will not be on the rockets to start the season um, or he will not play for the rockets this year essentially confirming that somehow some way he's going to get moved um a lot of desperate mavericks fans immediately looked at that you know again we're in peak off-season mode any news is good news <laughs> um any news is worth paying attention to and so the question inevitably got asked do you take the risk on john wall uh so jay i gotta pose that question to you if if you're nico do you have are you tempted at all by John Wall? Hmm. John Wall. I gotta go with no, bro. Cause, cause we gotta talk about his contract, man. Like we gotta talk about how he's getting paid forty something million dollars a year for the next couple of years. It would take a lot for us to get John. It would take a lot of movement, um, a lot of mathematics to get John Wall, man. Like. That would be a lot. Maybe you're moving KP for him. That would be a bold, bold move. But I would at this point, I'd rather roll the dice on KP than, than go with John Wall, who's who's approaching his mid thirties. You know, he's you know he is it's still questionable if he could be he could really be his old self when it counts. You know, like yeah, you know, all that's up for debate. Just like just like our team is already up for debate. So the so the throw more volatility into the equation i feel like that's what that's that's what that move would be but you know i i wouldn't i wouldn't be mad at it if it happened somehow um i wouldn't be mad at it if we got john wall because you know he's 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 an nba legend man like he's 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 balled out before so like that potential is still there and playing along with luca we haven't seen luca play with anybody with that kind of resume with that kind of skill set like so it might work out it might be the move that you know we might look back and be like wow like they took a risk on john wall and like it was a great move i think that's very possible so i wouldn't be mad at it but but i think that's a huge risk and and i don't think i believe in john wall just like i'm not totally sure i believe in kp you know so if okay i gotcha i gotcha if you um follow-up question to that is the Mavericks are risk averse they're not likely to the contract does if the contract is a behemoth um and yeah there's I don't think there's a single person in the Mavs front office that is overly excited about paying a dude not named Luca 44 million a year um if you had to guess where you think he might end up who is who is desperate enough to take that kind of risk on John Wall. Yeah, it's hard to say, man. Um I would like to see the Lakers maybe do something to get a John Wall cuz I know they're in win now mode. Um um I don't know. I don't think John Wall is old enough. The Lakers <laughs> the Lakers can only sign players over the age of 34. Right. Yeah. Hey, but John Wall, man, how old is he now? John Wall 30, is thirty-one. He just turned thirty-one this just a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, he's a uh, hey, but he's got he's got the injuries to match though. He's got the injuries to match everybody. Everybody's bruised up over there. Okay, I, so you want him? You want him to head over to the Lakers retirement home, man? Yeah, I would like to see him go. He, he just seems like he fits there, bro. Like, like he spent all that time with the Wizards. It's just time, like in. You know, the thing I love about the Lakers now is that I feel like it's got a lot of guys on there. I see this in Melo, especially. It's got guys on there who thought they were they were the number one, who thought they were, like, going to lead their franchise to a championship. And now they're and now they're like wiser and they're and they're, just, you know, slipping into their two, three, four roles and 
Oh, think... Melo's like the four, five, or six role yeah, <laughs> on that right. team. Like, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's the sixth man on that roster. Yep. Yeah. But bringing Melo in, Russ, bringing Russ in, bringing Dwight Howard back. Like, these are guys that, like, we we thought like maybe maybe this is, like this is, this they is might the, change this is the, this, this, is the, this is the 2012 dream team right here yeah <laughs> this is man this team is running the table in 2013 yeah john wall is a, as a longtime wizard like i think he fits that uh <laughs> he fits that that storyline okay uh, just just going off the storyline i haven't done okay. enough research to really break down I... and make that package make that nice package and uh you know still come out smiling you know it's just it's tough yeah. but i um i disagree i think i i don't think he will in, ever end up a maverick I, I well i don't think he'll end up a maverick on this contract but john wall has all the makings of a future maverick uh he is a point guard who's almost past his prime i do want i do want to say though he still averaged 20 points per game and seven assists coming off an Achilles injury last year. So like, I, I get that he's the injury history is concerning. I get that he's halfway through a massive contract. He's kind of past his prime in NBA years, maybe, but he, I, he's still got, I, I still think he has a lot left in the tank. Um, so in that regard, the Mavericks have a long history of like, mm, let's get this old point guard. This has been like, let's get this point guard. That's a few years too old. So a few years past, um, we spent how many hours debating between how, how can we get Kyle Lowry over here? We were clamoring for Kyle. Mavs fans were, were thirsty for Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. you know, we won a championship with Jason Kidd several years past his prime. We didn't get Darren Williams the first time he was a free agent, but we got him after the second time after his Brooklyn. So maybe I think uh, I could really see John Wall um, going to Philly. Um, I think I think the desperation of Philadelphia to get rid of Ben Simmons and yeah. the desperation of the Rockets to get rid of John Wall is a match made in heaven. Um, I also think it would, I would really be interested to see how he does with Embiid, with Tobias Harris, with that whole kind of core group of guys. Um, yeah. And it kind of gives you, it gives gives John Wall a second chance and it gives Ben, ben Simmons a second chance. Um, and if Houston is in full rebuild mode, like Ben Simmons is still a young piece. Maybe he starts taking, making layups again and making he still needs to learn fundamentals. Of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, it, Ben Simmons might go down as one of the most talented players with no offensive game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. He gosh. does not get buckets. That wow. the, the, you need to get buckets to win. Yeah. You need other things to win too, but, but buckets, man. This is funny. That's the one. As Bill Russell once said, this game is all about buckets. Okay. So uh, it's a no from Jay on John Wall. I think it's a no on John Wall, pretty much on all accounts. Um, Yeah. The either, either you're swapping KP for John Wall, given that contract, or you're giving up a lot to get the Houston Rockets to pay a significant chunk of his salary, um, yeah. which, yeah, I think that means you're losing Jalen Brunson potentially or Maxi or Dwight um, along with some picks to get them to eat some of his contracts. So who knows? Who knows? So that's a lot. You made <laughs> me realize like how much, because I was thinking the Sixers too, because like they, they they bring that desperation, but I kind of want the Sixers to uh to do something to get CJ McCollum or Dame. Like I, I want them to get Ben Simmons out of there, but I want them to get something. I don't know. I want I want them to make a like a package. Do you want them? You want them to get? You want them to get a really 
a really good piece. Like John Wall is kind of like mm, he's kind of like that broken toy that like some yeah yeah a lot of but also Ben Simmons people are looking at him like he's a broken piece that doesn't fit. Um, his stock is low, 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 low. True, true. And I don't know if you're I don't know if you're getting Dame. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it would be a lot to work that in. But I think a CJ, like a CJ McCollum, a uh, if if they could ship Dame out and then get CJ out, I would like to see that for the Blazers. Uh, I, I would like to, this is really what I don't want to see. And I'm realizing I'm kind of just projecting like my own desires onto the, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. onto the league. But like, I would like to see Dame not um, like have to force himself out of Portland. I'd like to see them work something out. But like also, you know, maybe see them i don't know i would like to see ben simmons be a blazer too like just for for whatever reason like mm-hmm. just to keep the blazers keep them moving along keep them it's know, kind of a way to keep the blazers relevant while also yeah. while also getting dame to a place where he might have a chance to win yeah i uh, would love to see john wall as a, as a six seventy sixer though that would be dope yeah you know it goes from goes from dc to houston and then right over to philly <sighs> who knows it'll be it'll be interesting to see who i guess wins that sweep takes i i'm mainly interested to see how much of his contract the houston eats because he is not like i mean luca is going to be making 40 44 million a year 45 million a year and john wall is not luca like john wall is not a 44 like he's he's a good piece but he's not a $44 million a year player. Yeah, I'm seeing anymore. many say that that's the worst contract in the league. I'm seeing that take being thrown around a lot. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to argue his last year, that contract, he's getting paid 47 million. Sheesh. Which again, like 20 points per game, seven assists per game is nothing to like sniff at it. Like, I mean, that's, that's a solid like sixth man, that's a solid piece, but you're not paying that guy 47 million a year. No way, no way, no how. Uh, we've gone from the lowest of low risks from Frank, highest of high risks to John Wall. Um, we're getting to that point in the off season though, where uh, the roster feels filled out, maybe a little too filled out. Um, I believe there are currently 20 guys on the roster, um, but we can we will only be able to field 15 guys in the, during the regular season or keep guys, 15 guys on the regular offseason roster. Um, there are currently five, no, 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 I believe six centers or power forwards on the squad. Uh, and with Frank, there's now kind of a log jam uh, on the bench so we're gonna play a game a little game today jay of who do you cut who do you cut and this isn't i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna so i'm gonna just go down the list let's we're gonna assume eugene omori uh and jacory mclaughlin those are both two-way guys we're gonna assume they're in the g league so that's not necessarily but that is we're, we're casting them away <laughs> into the G League, into development. Um, I'm also going to go right ahead and say Tyrell Terry will be spending most of his time in the G League, hopefully, because uh, he didn't really get a rookie season. That still leaves two roster spots. Um, two roster spots left. And you've got Trey Burke, Sterling Brown, and we're going we're gonna to start with guards here. You got Trey Burke. Frank Nilakina and Sterling Brown. Um, of those three, of those three guards, who do you cut? Who are you sending home? Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Do not call me. You are cut. We're not, we're not sending you to the G League. We're not sending you to the Shanghai Sharks. Like you're just, you're just gone. Like you're not, you will not be a Dallas Maverick this season. Man, that's a tough, tough, tough one, man. Trey Burke, Frank Nilakina, and Sterling Brown. I got to go with – now, it's, it's between Trey Burke and Nilakina to me. And 
Sterling Brown, like he's he's just a young guy. Like he's got he's got more length than oh, I, I think Frank Nittletina might have like longer wingspan or whatever. Like he might be like a longer guy, but like you know, yeah. People talk about Frank Nittletina having. I believe he has like a seven foot wingspan. Yeah, he's um, got long arms, big hands. Yeah. Like he's got the he's got the body for the game, but but you know. I think I would take Sterling Brown over both of those guys and, and Trey Burke. He's got, he's got the age, he's got the age factor, but my thing with Trey Burke is we've seen him thrive with the Mavericks before. And yeah, it was with, you know, different rosters it was, you know um, you know, we, we saw him thrive when it mattered in the bubble, you know, he, he had a, he had a great bubble. Um, we know he, we know he could, he could produce. I'm, I'm getting rid of Frank, man, personally, I'm getting rid of Frank, the Knicks. They, they shied away from him. You know, and I, the Knicks haven't. The Knicks didn't even want him. The Knicks didn't even want him. Yeah, like that. That's a red flag to me. Just seeing his production drop with the Knicks, I'm sort of like, eh, eh, eh. I think I'm. I think I'm taking Frank off. Okay. Yeah, as far as guards, you it's know. also, it's also important to point out that Frank lost minutes playing for uh, Tom Thibodeau, who is like. We're going to play deep. He is a defense first guy. And he lost minutes um, while playing for, for, for Tom, which seems impressive. I know, I know there were some injuries last year um, or the year before that kind of limited him. Um, uh, but okay. So you're, you're saying yeet, yeet, Nilakina. Yep. Yeet, neat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, mm, you got, you got, you made, you made some good points. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Trey Burke. Um, I was not impressed with, with last season. Yeah. He was one of those guys that like, he really part, he really like showed up in the bubble and parlayed that into, um, into an extension um and just just goes to show how desperate the Mavericks were last offseason and how and just I'm kind of I'm kind of like get rid of any reminder of how bad last offseason was and Trey Burke I'm sorry but you were one of the failures of of the Donnie Nelson era and the Rick Carlisle era um get out of here uh Frank Frank could never touch the court but he's new blood uh he's I also think, and this is assuming a lot, if I'm assuming that Goran Dragic is going to be a Maverick, Trey Burke never plays, in my mind. Um, you have, uh, I, do agree, I do agree with you completely in that the more I look at Sterling Brown, the more, when we first signed him, and I'm still kind of meh, like, you signed a guy that averaged eight points a game last season, like, let's, this... That this isn't this is this doesn't make us championship contenders, but he is he is more that mold of a three and D guy that we need around Luca more so than Frank or Trey Burke really are. Um, I, I realize I haven't really said anything about who Frank is as a player, um, but Trey Burke. I'm really going to be annoyed if we keep paying him $3 million a year for like the next two years. I'm not going to be as annoyed if we're paying Frank Nielakina $1.7 million a year. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm kind of just get, Trey, get get Burke off this roster. I don't want to pay you. <laughs> yeah. I uh, that's good that's point. where I am with, with, uh, with, the, with the guard kind of um, the guard roster as it stands currently. Um, okay, so those are our guards. Uh, we we aren't in agreement on who to cut, but we are in agreement that it has to be Trey or it has to be Frank. Yeah, one of those two is going. Okay. Um, next question. We're going to move to centers and forwards now. Um, we currently let's see, we have Moses, Boban, Willie, KP, Maxi, and Dwight Powell. Um, I'm going to assume I'm just going to take KP and Maxi off the board because, uh, yeah, fan favorites, actually and, productive. 
Good. Productive players have too big of contracts. Like we're not going to be cutting KP. We're going to be trading him if anything. Of course, yeah. Try yeah. and get so. Who do you cut? Um, the argument could be made that I'm going to leave Dwight Powell uh, on this list uh, as a choice, as an option, just because uh, Mavericks fans love to talk about getting rid of Dwight Powell. So we're going to we're going to leave <laughs> we're going to leave that option out there. Moses Brown. Bobon, Willie, or Dwight Powell? Jay, Jay Bonnie, who do you cut? I am cutting, I am cutting the seven foot four Serbian, bro. I, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't, and I don't want, I, I don't know what we're going to do about this. It like, finally, it finally happened, people. Jay has come over to the dark side. He is yes. embraced. <laughs> Boban Marjanovic, bro. I'm sorry, dude. Like, like the the seeing him start in the playoff games, it it's 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 a bittersweet thing, you know. Like, <laughs> I feel validated somewhat because I've made some ridiculous takes on Boban, and and I'm a, I'm just a fan. Like, you know, I'm I'm a John Wick fan as well, of course. Like, you know, like who doesn't? Love, I follow him on social media, bro. Like, like. Who doesn't love Boban, bro? Like, but uh, yeah, hopefully we could come up with a nice severance package or something, something to like soften the blow, you know. Like, like we let JJ go, like we, we you know, we, we wrote him up a nice contract and we gave him some bread, you know, let him let him go back to his home, Puerto Rico, with a nice bag. You know, hopefully we could do something similar for our boy Boban, man. But but he's thirty, he's almost thirty four, dude. He's he's seven, he's a giant. He, he like you gotta wonder where his body's at bro like like he, like he's not supposed to be doing this he's not even from this planet like <laughs> he's a beast but it's just like he's 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 a giant he's a he's a ogre a stumbling ogre on the court man and and oh he was the the, the playing him against the clippers just did not work that was such a sloppy it was a ugly, brutal series, and we took them. It, like they came out bloody, and and the Clippers were very good. You know, like like they were very good opponents. But um, yeah, I mean, he just doesn't fit. He doesn't fit there. I have a bad taste in my mouth from just where how we've been utilizing him. Um, I think I think he's been a great Maverick. He's been great for Luca. He's had a great career here already. Like I'm I'm talking a bunch of stuff that's not even basketball. Like. It, it all adding to all adding to the re, to to the overall thesis of yeah like let's get rid of him but but yeah man he, he had it he had his 33 point get covid game <laughs> he had he had the, uh, he had the covid game uh we'll always had, have the covid game yeah like that that's a that's a memorable moment like he's had some good yams he's had um you know he started in the playoffs against the clippers in that incredible series that we almost won so I mean, like you know, I I give him his props. I, I think it's fair. I think uh, I think it's time to let it go though, because because yeah, he's oh he's getting old and he's big, and and that's just not a great, you know, that's not a great combo, especially when he he's not performing at the level that you know he's not gathering passes at the level of an NBA player, you know he's not like he's not all the way there as an NBA player on the court, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah yeah okay yeah it's uh i know i have i know that was hard for you jay i have i have been on the um yeet boban team um ever since i saw him get absolutely thrashed by john wick um i was like we don't we don't need we don't need a two-bit has-been assassin on on the squad yeah um i so so i'm i'm i've been there i've i've been here on the island of 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 get of get rid of Boban, um, get him off the roster. Every minute he plays is a wasted minute that could go to. Last season it was it could go to Willie, it could go to Dwight Powell, um, especially in the Clippers series. It was yeah. mind-boggling to me that Dwight Powell did not get more minutes. Um, anyways, I am going to add a wrinkle here though. I think similar to what you said, you know, let's send him off nicely. Let's send him off with the bag, you know. Uh, 
he's he's a great you know a pillar he's already low-key getting he's, a bag <laughs> he's, a, he's a pillar of the community yeah we're, we're already yeah but uh i think bring him on not as i mean not in like player development bring him into the front office and just have him be like the player relations guy have him be like really just like hey uh we need you to work your relationships with guys like tobias harris some of these other guys we need you to talk up dallas we need you to get we need we need you on the team that's getting guys to come uh that getting free agents to come to dallas finally um yeah also maybe you know let boban you know move to tv he's a great personality oh, he's yeah. got a great sense of humor he always has a good time when when the tnt guys are interviewing so yeah i think i agree with you completely that it's it's maybe time to hang up the hang up the sneakers uh, hang up the sneakers, move to some loafers, um, <laughs> you know, uh, move, move, move to some sketch, some sketcher shape up some, uh, some, uh, some yeah. orthopedic shoes, you know, God, like bars um, there, <laughs> hang up the sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that has been, that has been it for our game. Who do you cut? Is there is, well, I'll, I'll give you a freebie. Is there anybody else on the, on the roster that you just really want to cut? just because there aren't a whole lot of unlikable guys on the Mavericks, but is there anybody on the roster that you just are like, nah? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there really aren't. I mean, if anybody, uh... yeah, it's hard to say, man. Like, we're a young team. Like, it's it's tough to just, like, cut one of these guys off. Like, Dwight Powell is, is screaming. His name is just screaming itself, like, off the page. But, like, <laughs> 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 but, like, that – like that's just trying to get it back in blood at this point. Like that's just he doesn't deserve that, bro. Like, okay, he's a he's made a positive, you know. He's a he's a positive force for the Mavericks, bro. Like he's not. I don't think he's super detrimental to the team. It's it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I don't think we've totally utilized him uh, in all the right ways either. You know, like as you're talking about the Clippers series, like yeah, I think I think he's great. I think he's very useful in certain matchups. So, like, you know, there are nights where I'd rather have Dwight Powell out there than anyone else uh, as far as big men go. So, it's, it, I, I can't say that about Dwight Powell. Like, there's nobody I'm, like, just really ready to slice out of here. You know, I'm, I'm still I'm, – I'm with you. I'm hoping on the Drogic move coming in and then we could, like, you know, trim some fat in the guard position and, um, you know, maybe have, have some more guys in the G League, you know, working on their guard game to – to come up when Drogic is done or whatever, you know, but yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at, man. Like it's, it's hard. Boban, that's, that, that's a spot that can definitely, definitely go. And, and besides that, no one else is jumping out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see as the season, we'll revisit this maybe as the season goes on and we might yeah. develop a sense for, uh, for who we don't want to see on the court ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, that is our game. Who do you who do you cut? Who are you cutting from the roster? Um, there's no real news on the Drogic sweepstakes, but uh, you brought up an interesting quote um, from Jerry Jones. Jay, I don't know if you want to share that now or if you've got that in front of you. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it was know. it was an interesting little tidbit to get from the other Dallas team, uh, who we rarely speak of on this pod. We're a Mavericks pod. Yes. Uh, and we know y'all hear enough about them. Yeah, uh, we, anyway. we try to keep we try to keep the vibes immaculate here. And uh, this is a safe and, space. Normally. And, yeah. yeah. And the vibes are not immaculate when talking about the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Lay, lay that lay that on us. Yeah. So Jerry Jones, he was on the fan as he is like very often. I think I think he goes on there like once a week. And um, I guess they were talking about how. Uh, the conversation was how he has a lot of haters and whatever. And he, and he dropped this quote in response to just talking about the haters. He said, I guess I'm one of the few people that can't stand it and wants to see what somebody is saying. Is that human nature or not? I used to have people ask me, why in the world do you listen to talk radio? Because they're wearing your proverbial butt out. He, I like pain. I like to, I just like to hear it. Just put it in me. End quote. So like, I like pain. I like to hear it. Just put it in me that, that that's, that's the headline I've seen a couple of times. And, and 
mm, the phrasing on that is <laughs> yeah it's it, it, it chills down my spine because for me the first thing that i thought was like hmm a, a criticism that that the, the woke cowboys fans have is that like the cowboys don't even want to win that it's all about money and that and that these guys are just up here like 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 they have a pain kink like it, it's like as long as the headlines are coming in and the money's flowing, like they don't care. And I wanted to ask you, like, do you see, do you see this attitude at all in Mark Cuban in the Mavericks? And, and like, do you, do you share that, that opinion that like, it is a pain kink that it is like, Oh yeah. Like, like I like having the haters there. Like I'm making big money moves. We're selling it. We're selling it. You know, Cowboys are selling huge tickets, big prices. Mavs are selling huge tickets, big price. Like the, the numbers are up. And uh, I'm just wondering, like, do you do you like sense that or feel mm. that air from the Mavericks at all or just in the culture in general? Mm. So first thing or one thing that you said, uh, like it's not about winning. It's about the money. Um, one, like people always talk about it's like it's a business it's a business it's a business you know and i and i do agree it is a it it's always about the money and generally winning and money are aligned like winning championships winning basketball games winning football games whatever generally means more money it means more eyeballs it means high more television deals it more means more ad revenue it means more more butts and seats you know so most of the time it's kind of a hand in hand like look you win more you make more money you make more money you win more there there's kind of a cyclical what i think is the problem with the cowboys not to talk too much about them is that winning and money have become completely divorced from each other the Cowboys do not have to win to make money. Um, like you said, the money's rolling in no matter what. They could go eight and eight. They can go four and 12. They can go nine and seven. They can make the playoffs. The stadium will still be full. The nat- that they will be on national TV five or six times a year. Doesn't matter. The money is still good. So that's the problem, I think, with the Cowboys specifically is that winning and money no longer are correlated. Like they'd no longer, and there are some other teams, I mean, you could argue the Yankees don't necessarily have to win to make money. Um, there are a lot of teams that don't necessarily have to win to make money. The Mavericks, on the other hand, though, I do think they have not reached that point where they can just make money hand over fist no matter what. Um, when we were really bad, like, 2016 to like 2018 or 2015 to 2018 uh the Mavs fan base was hurting and i think you know billionaires are going to make their money regardless um but i think the mavericks as an organization bottom line wise we're probably hurting for 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 a little bit so um but to get to the the pain kink question i i don't see that from mark cuban um I see it more so from the Mavs fan base of, you know, and, and for that matter to the Cowboys and a lot of sports fans, there's kind of, you're kind of in an abusive relationship. You're kind of and and sometimes, and yeah, and we enjoy it. You know, I, I'm going to watch my, my, my fantasy football team probably lose today and I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be painful. It's going to be frustrating but I'm going to enjoy it for some reason. Um, is that the same reason that Jerry Jones enjoys hearing from the haters? No. Um, we can we could talk for an hour about why Jerry Jones likes to listen to just all the haters yapping at him. Um, I, Mark Cuban is a little more online and is from a different generation as Jerry Jones. So I don't know if he necessarily feeds off of the negativity. Mike, Mark Cuban definitely feeds off of attention, though. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he will, he will get it any way that he can. Um, he won't get it by signing like great players to the team. 
he'll get it by like picking fights with refs and he'll get it by you know whatever he needs to do um so that's that's where i am i don't know do you do you get that sense from mark cuban um that he like enjoys the hate um or like relishes it um or does he does he make does he make moves or does he make decisions almost to try and like piss people off is that what you're feeling yeah, I I think I'm a little more on the on the edgier, maybe more cynical side. Like I I, I almost like I, I hear this quote and I, I hear Palpatine and I hear him just like like yes, like just like the suffering, like 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 it's just it's power like the power that I have over your, everyone. Your like, hate your hate feeds me, it gives me strength. Yeah, like I, I just like there's like a dark energy going on to where there's like like the fans don't get it anyway, like like they can hate on me but like i you know like i like like I, I like that they're all talking about it you know like i almost feel like like and and i i just really what it is and and how i wanted to connect this to the mat like i feel like both jerry and mark have bold they're they're in the spotlight and and they make these big public moves and they make a lot of money like I think even when, and I mean, I don't have the numbers here. I probably should have prepared them before, but like, I think we were doing pretty well sales wise, even when we were bad. I think we were doing all right. Uh, like, like above average for the league, even when we were bad. And I, and I might be capping there. Like that might be, that might be cap. I don't know. But I, if I remember correctly, I think we were still doing pretty well. And I think the Mavericks make money but it's but it's but it's just um i do i i do kind of sense that like maybe they just like they just like the hype they just like the fire they just like seeing the fire get bigger and and it's okay like yeah i worry about that but you know obviously mark cuban is a little more victory minded like like you said you know we're not the we're not america's team like we're not the dallas cowboys you know the mavericks are not okay so so doing some quick google searching looking at Dallas Mavericks revenue. Okay. Um, this is through 2020. Um, and I'd have to plot this out on like a chart, but let's see. So in 2020, last in 2019, 2020, so really two seasons ago, mm-hmm. total revenue for the Dallas Mavericks was $295 million. That's revenue. Okay. So that doesn't that doesn't take into account profits and, and loss. Um, but 295 million in revenue. Um, uh, <clears throat> 2018, 2019 was $307 million. I believe that was Luca's rookie season. It was also when we still had Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, DeAndre mm-hmm. Jordan was on the team. Wesley Matthews was on the team. Um, and I'll, I'll go on the limb and say, like, we potentially could have been a playoff team that year if we had kept all of those pieces. But we shipped them all off for KP and and kind of tanked. 2017, 2018 is 287 million. So that was the first season with Dennis Smith Jr. Um, not bad. 2016, 2017, 233. Ooh, uh, 15, 16 was 194. Ooh, 14, 15 yeah. was 177. 13, 14 was 168. Uh, now, strangely enough, uh, 2010, 2011, our revenue was 166 million. Um, oh. you know, championship season and the, and the season immediately following that was 137 million, which it could be argued that blowing up the championship team had that, that major impact on revenue. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not necessarily clear that winning that championship generated a ton of revenue. Yeah. Um, I think I'll, and I'd have to dig into these, I think part of these numbers have to look at like tv deals um because i feel like something historically changed around 2017 or around 2016 2017 to suddenly jump over 200 million but anyways that's kind of so um is, there are vast differences though from like like yeah. when we were bad to when, like yeah and there's you know it it definitely looks like from 2012 to 2016 those were kind of some lean years um yeah. i'd have to compare those it would be interesting to compare those to the rest of the league 
um, to see how much money other teams were making in that in that time frame. But the years where we weren't making the playoffs, kind of lean years. Yeah. Um, it also, I think it goes to show that Luka Doncic is worth every penny. Um, because we are we are a potentially like 300 million in revenue type of team um, with Luka Doncic on the roster. Uh, without him, we're like a $200 million <laughs> team. Yeah. Um, so, that, 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 yeah, that's an interesting question. Like, is does making money and does winning basketball, are they correlated really at all? Um, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. But yeah. Any any more any more thoughts on pain kinks? <laughs> General. Uh, ben is was... gonna be Ben is gonna be so appalled that we talked oh, about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. The vocabulary choice. Ben, yeah, I, I should have been no, 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 that's fine. I'm I'm here for it. Ben <laughs> Ben would not have been able to handle it. It's like could yeah. we could we talk about anything else, guys? It's like I'm just not really sure if like I wanna talk about this on the podcast. Like this is <laughs> Jay and I though, when when Ben is away, Jay and I Jay and I will get into it. So yeah, um, that's why you guys stay tuned to buckets okay. and beyond. Yeah, You're friendly neighborhood math pocket. You never know yeah. where you're gonna get, bro. You never know. Watch out, well, yeah. Watch out for the uh, the special uncut uh, episodes where where Jay and I just go off. Um, yeah. Any any shameless plugs before we before we sign off this week? Oh yeah, thanks for reminding me. Yes, uh, for anybody interested in a live show tongue in cheek my band um indie punk band we are doing a show at the fabrication yard on the 25th and there's a bunch of bunch of people performing a bunch of bands some singers there um you know it's gonna be like there's dope art all over the walls it's in the design district downtown definitely check out the fabrication yard saturday night uh we'll be going from like eight to to like two in the morning or so something crazy like that it's gonna be all night um yeah, tongue in cheek at the fabrication yard Saturday, the twenty fifth. Okay, nice. Um, okay, I uh, I don't have anything really to plug other than uh, I don't know, get back, get vaccinated. Uh, please, uh, yes, yeah. Uh, see anything else? Tip, tip your servers. Um, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, uh. We've been Buckets and Beyond. You can catch us on Instagram at Buckets and Beyond or on Twitter uh, at Buckets Beyond without that little and ampersand in the middle. Um, Yeah, and uh, we're out. Peace out.